lays it out for us about the work he's focusing on ahead. I, for one, get excited each and every time I speak with him about what we have coming up on the horizon here in California. And boy, is he ready. When you were in San Francisco, you were working full-time, you were going to school, Um, you did originally want to be in a band, but then you were like, ah, I'm looking at the world around me. There's so much the fuck going on. There's so much that needs to be done. And if I'm not, and because I know that, and because I feel that, and because I have, I feel a responsibility to that, I've got to get in the game. What? So you, you told me right before we got on the, on the mic that you didn't finish school was, was that partially I presume was it partially money was it partially like I'm gonna you know someone asked me to jump on their campaign or on their staff or whatever and I ended up doing that full-time and just got lost in that like what was that kind of talk me through that you know it was it was a finance it was a finance thing Mm -hmm. um I just after after the academy lost their Cal Grant um, eligibility Mm -hmm. that was like ten thousand dollars a year that I just didn't have access to yeah and I just thought to myself, like, you know, is it worth putting myself into a ton of student loan debt? And just decided I would go back to school later. And I actually started going back to school. Uh, I, I started uh, with when City College became free, I think, like, 2017, I started going back. Because mm-hmm. I, like, there are things, like, like I don't, did you ever take statistics? Yeah. How, how much do you remember from statistics? Not a motherfucking thing. Right. Like, like, so there were classes that I wanted to retake mm-hmm. that I want, I, I was going to do a city. And there were also classes that I took at the Academy that didn't transfer. So mm-hmm. I, I would, was going back to city to do a little bit of both and get my feet wet. And then I, I planned to going to SF state. Mm-hmm. And then Jane ran for mayor and I was offered a job on that campaign. And I was like, all right, fine. And so then I didn't, uh, I, I cut my, my reintroduction to school uh, short uh-huh. and started working for Jane and then just have been doing this work. So it's also a question of like, do I really need to? Like, do I really need to? Because I'm doing the work now that I want to yeah, do. Absolutely. So the job is rewarding. One, I have a great boss. Like mm-hmm. she really, really does care about her employees. She, she, she re- I really do feel a lot of love from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I'll have conversations with her and she'll be like, how, you know, even, even though I, I only recently told her about like the antidepressants and stuff, she would ask me like, how's your mental health? Like, oh, can we talk about your schedule and see if there's ways we can make it work for you? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind if you need to take like an hour or two off in the middle of the day, just let me know. Like, she's just, she's great. She used to be a staffer. So mm-hmm. she knows she, yeah, the grind. Knows, yeah. She knows the grind. Um, helping people feels like it feels you like I was saying when I worked at Apple um you work at this corporate job and at the end of the day you're like yeah we made the shareholders richer right <laughs> right and you know you help customers you you sometimes could do like things to make your your coworkers feel better mm-hmm. at my job when we get something done so we passed um expanded paid sick leave ah which, for the city of Oakland yeah mm-hmm. so uh, uh additional paid sick leave to to workers so if they get sick from covid they can take time off mm-hmm. right if their family member gets sick from covid they can take time off right take that impacted thousands of people mm-hmm. right off the bat mm-hmm. um a right to return to work so uh we're trying to work on that in uh, i mean as you know yeah, was, yeah. Mm-hmm. we got that passed in Oakland and that was our office who, mm-hmm. who introduced it and um you know shout out to my coworker Matt Napoli who does a lot of our policy work but uh, that just benefited thousands of low-wage workers who, when the pandemic's over, are able to get back to their hotel or airport jobs that are currently like not, you know. Why would, can you can you explain? And I'm I'm not being deft here, but what explain to me why that why we needed the legislation for that to happen? Because in my mind, it's like okay, of course these workers will be hired again when things pick up. So like, why? Why was there need? Why was there a need for this to be legislated? Like, what would the alternative? What would happen absent this legislation? Right. I mean, so say you have a good union job. Yep. 
and your your union protects you. Yep. And you use that protection, uh, you know, when you need it. So your boss treated you unfairly, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you worked at a hotel or something, and uh, they had to lay off a bunch of people because uh-huh. of the pandemic. And yes. now it's time to rehire folks. Yay! Mm-hmm. But mm, I don't think we're going to rehire you because you were a oh. problem. And now we have a workaround uh-huh. uh, to get around the union protecting you. I see. And so, and and you know, employers take advantage of that stuff yeah. all the time. Absolutely. So this is this is really just guaranteeing those those workers mm-hmm. can get back to get back to the job that they may have been doing for 20, 25 years. You know. I see. So is it? It's, it's, let me uh, let me repeat back to you the way I'm. I think I'm understanding what you're saying. The the right to work legislation that you guys won in Oakland that we're working on winning in San Francisco right now is um, for workers who were employed, unionized or ununionized workers who were employed at X in X industry or at X uh, place of employment who you know were laid off or furloughed due to the pandemic, no fault of their own, so that they have priority in terms of getting rehired at that place and not and so the to to make it. I don't know if impossible is the right word, but impossible or or more difficult for employers to like get around rehiring the people who were already employed. Right. I got you. And it creates a sense of like, oh my God, I got laid off and like what happens when the pandemic's over? Will I get my job back? Like there's a sense of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's look at like something that I I don't think is being talked about is enough, but we're seeing the direct result of the level of trauma that is being caused Mm -hmm. by this pandemic Mm -hmm. to people. And, and when we look at like the rising crime, which, um, you know, is really impacting Oakland, um, way more than San Francisco, despite what people in San Francisco are trying to say. Right. Crime is caused by, by these, these, by uh, material dispossession. Yeah, exactly. And if you're, if you're, if you don't have a job and you have no guaranteed future and society has failed you, hello. of course you're going to go rob a fucking store. Right. Of course that's what you're going to do. Because I'm not going to, people, I mean, and that's, <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's park right there. And that's what I, like, I try, sometimes I, I have to remind, like, people or friends of mine who get like, like, ah, crap, blah, blah. it's just like, people are not going to just voluntarily die. Like, if it comes down to it, if, if I'm starving, if my, if my children are starving, my parents, my friends, whatever, if I'm starving, I'm going to find a way to not starve. Right. Now, if that's at your expense, so be it. But but also that's like that's 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 missing the that's missing the forest for the trees because we we live in a society where no one should be starving. No. Like, no one should be, you know, unhoused. No one should fill in the blank all these societal ills, but like people are not going to just voluntarily die. People no. will figure out a way to survive. And if it comes down to it because they're being, you know, stingy at the top and and you know, th- and there are fewer crumbs for us to fight over, we are going to clash. And like that that is that is crime. Right. Yeah. Right. And this is this is interesting. You'll have liberals uh, who watch things like Aladdin or Les Mis, right? Mm-hmm. Where, <laughs> like, Les Mis, okay, a guy stole a loaf of bread and then was in prison for years of life and put on parole for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And and you, it, the entire movie, like, follows him and clearly says, this system of punishment is not effective. Yeah. And he stole a loaf of bread because his family was starving. And then turn around and being like, Chase Boudin's ruining our, our, our city, right? Free chaser. Yeah, free chaser. <laughs> right now they're like, oh, this is all t- like the garage break-ins are up in our neighborhood. That's Chase Boudin's fault. It's like, no, no, it's actually, the pandemic's fault. Actually, it's Nancy Pelosi's fault if we want to be super honest about right. it. But okay. Uh-huh. Right. Their outrage is directed at this yeah. guy who is like looking at the system that, uh, that you know, what's his name from Les Mis? Oh, God, I'm a theater nerd and I'm blanking <laughs> on the name. But like, what, this, what this guy went through in Les Mis... Uh, and acknowledging that's bad, but then turning around during a pandemic when people are like losing their jobs and just out on the street and they see garage break-ins, you know, are up in the Richmond mm-hmm. and they're like, this is Chase's fault. Right. When it's reality is like, we have the Speaker of the House as our member of Congress. Hello. You're going after Chase. Uh, Hello. When you should when be. When she the one who held up the STEMI. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the fall. Right. Before the election. Right. Well, and also, you know, a lot of the the recall chase of folks like Richie Greenberg, who is like the guy who created the the actual like committee, mm-hmm. uh, is literally a leader in the San Francisco Republican Party. Yeah. Hello. Like literally you're working with the Republicans right. because they're terrified of seeing mass incarceration over. Right. Which is which is really like like 
you know, if my someone actually did try to break into my garage, mm-hmm. if my garage got broken into and someone stole like I don't know fucking hose, I don't even know what's in my garage. <laughs> like, I I guess like broke in and like stole some stuff in there, and you know, like it would I, be a bum. It would be a bummer. Like I, yeah, but- and like I don't want anyone. I don't. I don't like or enjoy, and I really do feel sympathy for folks who get their shit stolen. Of course. I've had some stuff stolen in San Francisco before. I really feel that, but I feel like their anger is misdirected. Of course. The SFPD gets $700 million out of our budget every year. Right. Like, maybe the question is, why are we paying $700 million a year in police spending to not resolve this issue yeah that's right and 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 throwing people the u.s right now has more people in prison than any country on earth Mm -hmm. and and not per capita by by a by a metric fuck ton right yeah not 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 like and not and yeah not by capita india and china which have over a billion people have less people in prison and then the united states so you know and and china has its own problems you know uh in india as well you know fuck modi uh but (laughs) just just putting that out there but but like they have their own problems you know they have you know their own uh, but like it's also funny because we're uh, you know as americans we're like oh china authoritarian state while we're lacking we're locking millions of people up in prison that's right and the moment someone like chasa steps up and says this is inhumane yeah the the white suburbanites like richie greenberg who lives in the richmond one of the safest neighborhoods in the cities Catherine stephanie who represents district two Uh right the marina are like they're, they put on their pearls just to clutch them. Yeah, that's right. And they're like, <laughs> ah, oh on, my God. Put on the curls I, just to clutch Yeah, them. and I watched the, the Catherine Stephanie town hall and Chase just was, was so graceful. But she was saying shit like, well, you know, San Francisco doesn't have the resources to put a police officer at every Walgreens. And it's like, who the fuck is asking for a police right. officer at every Walgreens? Right. What the hell are you talking about, lady? And she's like, we need to stop gun violence. And she's made that like her biggest thing. And it's like, Dude, you represent the marina. Right, bitch. Like, Relax. Like, like uh, it, it's just, it's the people that are freaking out the most don't even live in the areas. Yeah. That's like, always how it happens, yeah. though. Yeah. TL uh-huh. or Bayview that are actually, like, experiencing this at the worst yeah. that it's experiencing. That's right. Would it be accurate to say you, you have, you have thrown down, you, you, you expend the most energy and time and, uh, research and education, etc., uh, in the formal electoral realm. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah. Do you think that that is the arena best suited for like a leftist political contestation? Not necessarily. Mm. Um, I think uh, electoralism has its part to play. Mm-hmm. I don't think the left would be as big as it was if electoralism didn't work. Like if Bernie didn't run for president, uh-huh. I feel like DSA would not be as big as it is, uh-huh. right? The left movement wouldn't be as big as it is. And there's a lot of people that got involved in those who are now like not even, you know, d- don't even fuck with electoralism anymore. Uh, I think when AOC won, like thousands of people signed up to join like yep. like, like their local things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a great recruitment thing. I think you can have immediate impacts on things, huh. but- in the long term, if we want to make real change in our country, we have to recognize that electoralism can only go so far. Tell, tell, park right there for me, my brother. What what are the, particularly for people with a leftist orientation toward politics, what are the limits of, of electoralism that we need to be more clear on okay. and understand more, more deeply? More deeply? Deeper? I don't, you know, know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Go ahead. Well, our our entire system of government is designed to uh, kind of make even like like mass electoralism a little ineffective, Mm. right? So let's look at the Senate, for example. Abolish. Yeah, abolish the the goddamn Senate. The Senate is, the state of Vermont, I love Bernie. Yeah. Love him to death. He's my favorite person in the world. But the fact the state of the Vermont has a smaller population than the city we live in, San Francisco, and they get two senators. Yeah. Is is fucking abysmal that we get two senators for thirty million people and Vermont has like a couple hundred thousand to get two senators. I think it's Why? 40, 40 million for us, but yes. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost forty million, yeah, right? Yeah. Why in God's fucking name? Yeah. Do they have as much clout as us? And oh my God, these people and like electoral college, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why the fuck? <laughs> why the fuck? I know why the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. It was always to appease slave states. Yeah. Um, the filibuster. Get just fucking get rid of that shit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Okay, but 
then why don't they when they have the power? And I'm talking about Democrats. <laughs> get rid of just get, you know what I mean. Anyway, that's in the side. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because they're fucking. They they a lot of them serve the same people as the Republicans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they, that they benefit from maintaining this. These tiny little, not very populated states that mm, you know don't necessarily reflect a the interests of the broad swath of people like because of the way things are structured in our in our legislature like they get a lot more say than they should therefore that can be potentially a hindrance to us kind of exerting some sort of like mass like movement politics is that what you're saying that's that's one example and even even big states so like look look at georgia right so where you have uh, a lot of Southern states with a large black population. Mm -hmm. Well, if all those black folks had equal power to vote mm -hmm. and equal power to participate in the government, mm -hmm. like I feel like those states would not be voting Republican. I feel like, like look at like Georgia's the best example of it mm -hmm. where Texas and Texas, yeah. Texas, well, Texas and that you the Latinx population in Texas, sure. even, but even, the, but the communities of color tend to be bunched in a couple of places. So the still the rural, especially Georgia, I used to live in Georgia. So like the, the, the outside of this, the biggest city center, which is Atlanta, is like the rest of the state because it's even though it's less densely populated, they have they have a bigger outsized kind of they're like it's like the red parts of Georgia are kind of like the Vermont to Atlanta's California, right. if you if you will. Uh -huh. Yeah. And gerrymandering, yep. voter suppression. Right. Yep. So if you if you try to make progress electorally against the ruling class, mm -hmm. they are going to stop that progress mm -hmm. with these these institutions. Right. Yep. So the Democrats could abolish the filibuster, pass the For the People Act, yep. which would e expand voting rights, yep. uh, uh, create a publicly financed elections. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it's actually a pretty fantastic bill. I think the only thing I would want is open source voting mm -hmm. with paper backups. That would be the biggest thing. But they, it's not going to happen. Literally, if they pass the For the People Act, the Republicans would never be able to gerrymander ever again. Yeah, And they would never have control of the House. Mm -hmm. And our only hope to protect in our future electorally is passing this measure. But then people like Kristen Cinema, uh, you know, from Joe Arizona, Manchin, and Joe bitch Manchin, ass. yeah, those bitch asses are like <laughs> they don't give a fuck. That's right. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about uh, uh, Democrats uh, losing power because they they serve the same the same fucking ruling class that the Republicans serve. Yeah, yeah. and 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 it's you know I feel like there's a spectrum of how much of the ruling class the Democrats. Depending on the Democrat, how how much of a I guess a lack of a better word bootlicker they are, um, where they with your chest yeah. boot boot lickers, mm -hmm. and there are some that like will will uh, do it a little bit, and there's some that will do it a lot of it, mm -hmm. and and that's also another problem with electoralism is like when we send people to Congress, they get Washington brain, mm -hmm. uh, and they have to work with these people, and when you work with folks. Uh, you you naturally develop like a good good relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Like look at Bernie, who's like, oh, I don't want to criticize Joe Biden because he's my friend. I'm like fuck that bitch. Fuck, like, fuck that. Yes. I love you, Bernie, but like shut the fuck up. Right. Shut the fuck up. Right. Him <laughs> him liking you is not as important is not as important as you holding on to the the movement that was that was built around you in order to truly like have maybe extracted some concessions um this year but like yeah he had his i mean bl god bless him but also like come on dog like yeah you you liking somebody who doesn't even know you know fucking what year we're in it's not <laughs> it's not it's not the important part yeah but, uh -huh. yeah and so so you know there's a lot of things and systems uh that are in place to to make electoralism uh limited i think there's a benefit to being involved in electoral work i think you can have like immediate positive impacts on but isn't things. that does not but but isn't that kind of orthogonal to what you just said i'm not i'm not fussing at you i'm just we're having there's a dialectic well, here what like what i'm saying is it's it's a best case scenario for for leftists to have an immediate impact on thing electorally if you are in a place where like there is more of a critical mass of people with that politic and a city center like we're at, mm -hmm. right? Right. Like, yeah, leftist ideology is is much easier to push than in say like West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, or, well, or, or that's or, not even well because I mean that's not even fair to say. I mean I'm not I'm not fussing at you. Yeah, I'm just saying like historically like there had been a a leftist 
a very strong leftist like union politic in places in Appalachia, like West Virginia, like coal country and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know what to think about. It. Anyway, go ahead. No, it, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's, it's a culture, uh, you know, it's a complete shift in political culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, if you've ever read What's the Matter with Kansas, mm-hmm. have you read that book? I haven't read it yet, but I have uh, no. It's, yeah. a, it's a good book to see how like left wing. I have this new Thomas Frank over here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Theory. Thomas Frank's great. Uh-huh. A big fan of Thomas Frank. He was on a uh, bad faith, uh, couple of weeks ago it was oh, really was great it? I yeah that yeah i love i love thomas frank mm-hmm. um you know uh so so electoralism yeah I, I think it's i think it's it's one piece of a bigger a bigger what are the other pieces of the bigger puzzle and and we're gonna get back what what are the what are the other pieces of the puzzle as you understand it but like also, just to circle back to electoralism, how do we build a, re- how do we build like a leftist resilience around electoralism? Because I feel, and I'm just speaking for myself and probably some other people, it felt like a sucker punch in 2020 to see what happened during the primary. Yeah. Um, which I mean, this was a weird. That was a weird year. Like the pandemic didn't help things, but also one could argue that like pandemic or no, like what happened was going to happen. Da da. Like, how how do we? How do we and should we build an electoral, a, a, res, a, a leftist resilience yeah, regarding electoralism? Like, how do we do that? And like, how do how do you do that? Should it be done? I don't know. Should it? Should it? Could it? Would it like help me through that? Because I'm because I'm oh, I'm over it. And I know that I can't completely be over it because it's like a it's like a soup. It's like you need a little bit of electoralism. You probably need a lot of labor. You need, you know. Yeah. So, help me through that. So, so it's it's about it's about movement building and 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 movement building is is not as sexy as like a political campaign or a presidential mm. campaign, right? Uh. It's about unionizing workplaces, right? Uh-huh. Organize organizing and unionizing workplace. Uh, I mean, it, unions in this country have just been completely decimated. Uh-huh. And and some of the work that's being done by ILWU and and DSASF around you know Tartine and Anchor Steam and these mm-hmm. other things is just it's just been fantastic work. Chris Christopher Christensen has been doing a lot of work yep. in that area. She's fucking champion. Um, it's it's about so I loved this at the beginning of the pandemic, and I'm hoping that these sorts of things continue afterwards because I think this is one of the keys to building long term political power, um, which starts in communities. Ah. And I think um, uh, direct like uh, uh, mutual aid networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so if you want to build relationships between people that live in a community, mm-hmm. that is a key to building long-term left powers. Absolutely. Is reminding folks that their collective power Absolutely. is is great, and it it sucks. Occupy Wall Street was like such a such a a, a chance at that, but I really feel that Black Lives Matter is really uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is really hmm. gonna be that next, and it has been. I mean, look at Cori Bush, mm-hmm. right? That she won That's because right. her community came together, right. said Black Lives Matter. And from that came an electoral victory. Yeah. So that's that's a really great example, and it's it's getting those folks who are involved with the community into into those elected offices. Mm-hmm. Corey Bush is just a fucking. I love best. her. Oh my god, yes, I'm so happy she won. Yeah. I like cried that night because yes. it was like the the last win after the the first win after Bernie yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it felt like good and like Nina Turner stuff like that. So I think that that really though is is the key is is building community power, mutual aid networks. Um, uh, I really love the DSA brake light stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and getting people familiar with like. Oh, hey, you know, DSA helped, you know, get food out to all these people huh. or, or, you know, um, you know, uh, Justice for Mario Woods did this organizing event in the Bayview and, mm-hmm. and we all were able to work together. The Black and Brown Social Club did this organizing to take care of folks. The Latino Task Force, which mm. is a great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those groups that are really community driven and community focused. And I feel like the future of the left is has to be. Uh, communities of color. I really feel like like Black, Indigenous uh, people of color are going to be the the face of that movement of the new the mm-hmm. next movement. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of funny watching Bernie lose as this like not funny. It, not, none of it was funny. It right, was, it, was it, was, it was like a sick joke actually. Yeah, that's right. But I feel like there is there is now this 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 torch has been passed from yeah, Bernie yeah. to this generation of yeah. of women of color and, and Jamal Bauman. 
uh, champion. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jamal gets to join Love Chase. Him. I know he's my he's Facebook. on my list. He's on my Facebook friend. Talk. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's my Facebook. You, you, what you don't know is you about to be doing a lot of introductions because <laughs> you know everybody that is on my list and I'm gonna talk to you anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll help. I'll help you out. Okay. But I feel like now that that torch has been passed from like this Bernie Bernie Sanders, this old old Jewish dude, mm -hmm. to all these like. The, you know, like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ilan Omar, uh, Jamal Bauman, Cory Bush. Just like, and it's like, yes, like the this Brandon Haramis. Don't leave yourself out because <laughs> I know I'm gonna be canvassing for you one day. Oh this my thing. gosh. Uh -huh. uh just really cool to see that a movement that is multi generational, that is diverse, that is really, you know, can I, can together. I, can I press you on that? Is yeah. it, is it yet a movement? Are we still aspiring toward a movement? Because what I see sometimes, which is like a little curious to me, is that a lot of the energy, not all, but a lot of the energy and support for, you know, an AOC, an Ilhan, a, a Jamal, a lot of that energy is expended online and, and we are not as... Um, in, in my perception, which could be extremely wrong, in my perception, I don't see nearly as much of uh, of that of that online support translated into like concrete real world action uh, involvement, like the brake lights thing. Like the brake lights happens, but that to me, it it and maybe I'm I don't know enough about it, but that seems to be a a a, a fraction of the energy expended online. So like. What I what I say all that to say, I have a problem babbling. Um, I say all that to say, like, what what does it look like to begin to jumpstart some some real world community building? Because I think you're exactly right. A lot of people have not quite translated their electoral work to the community work, right? I think this goes back to me being a 4-H kid. Like, mm -hmm. I I recognize that because I used to do that all the time as a 4-H kid. Like, so, like volunteering to give food out or 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 whatever is 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 kind of something I was used to as a kid. Um, you have to. For one thing, if you if you want to help support a community, you should stand behind that community. You shouldn't try to step in and organize that community. For example, um, if I wanted to help, um, you know, out in you know homelessness, for example, mm -hmm. right? Help help support our unhoused folks. It would be very presumptive of me as a new person who wanted mm. to get involved with this to start organizing my own thing. That's correct. Without being knowledgeable about what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, so you saying, don't come in with your cape like Captain Saberhole. Like, yeah. ain't nobody ever thought about helping people before helping the homeless or feeding the or da da da. Like, you are not the first person to acknowledge that this is a problem that needs to that needs some intervention in order to improve. Look around and get to know, talk to people in the community, see who, what, how, like is already being done before right. you come in with your cape. Right. Okay. And and there is there is leftist homeless uh organizing issues like the Coalition on Homelessness is probably one of the, the best examples yep. of of like and I love I love the people that rip on the Coalition on Homelessness. The anti homeless people are like, oh it's the home the home the uh, a homeless nonprofit industrial complex, like shit. Those people do not get paid well. That work. There. Yeah, thank you. They do not fucking get paid well. Also, don't, don't, don't be just talking, making, trying to make words together. Homeless, homeless, uh, nonprofit industrial. That doesn't even make sense structurally. Like, shut the fuck up. You sound stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like these people who like would literally throw all the homeless people into a volcano if they could. Are like, oh, these people are just making tons of money, and like, meanwhile, the 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 people actually working at these nonprofits are like, you know, pinching pennies to yeah, make are almost right. homeless themselves. Yeah, that's right. You know, but they're doing it because they want to help people. And that's they're just right. the best people on earth. Those are the people that you should fuck with. Yeah. Like if you want to get involved in, in your community, like for example, if you want to, um, if you want to get involved in, you know, ending racial disparities, you don't go found, especially if you're a white dude like me, you don't go found your own fucking no. organization. You go to those communities and say, what do you need? That's right. Like, what do you need? How who's, can I help? Who's working with you? What do you need? Where can I, where and how can I plug in? Be, be humble, be respectful, like yeah. be a servant. Don't be a savior. Yeah. Like, you don't, and you don't, down. don't try to be the president. That's right. Don't try to be the fucking. Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with being the president. We need to, we need to, I'm well, not the president of that org organization. I mean, if you work, 
your way up, but if you get embedded in it, it's okay to be president. I mean, I mean, you know, after after a long term, but you know, if, right? But but learn, observe, yeah. do the work. Actually, learn, observe, be be um, not mentored, but be uh, apprenticed in what how things work, how what works best for this group, this community, blah blah blah, and just like just do the work. For just it. do the work. Yeah, yeah, and and the work the work can be uh, tedious and not sexy mm-hmm. and. But it needs to get done. It's yeah. like canvassing. Mm-hmm. It's like canvassing. I know um, some other like folks will show up. So sometimes, you know, when I was chair of the Bernie Kratz, they would be like, Brandon, can you come to this canvas event and speak? I'd be like, yeah, totally. And I would speak and there'd be other speakers and those other speakers would speak at this event and then leave. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, one thing I always try to do is like, okay, if I'm going to speak at this event, I have to volunteer. I yeah. need to be an example yeah. of like what needs to be done. And that work is tedious. Canvassing is tedious. Yeah, but you is. know what? But you got to do it. You got to do it. And it pays off. Right, and that tedious work is the key to building left power, whether it's electorally or whether it's you know, you know, feeding the homeless or getting tents to the homeless or whatever. You got to do that work in order to build that power. So yeah, it's right. every single day of like the 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 same tedious work. Yeah, and there's no way around it. Like yeah. there's just some. There's no. There's no shortcut. There's not. What I'm trying to get at is I'm trying to give someone a practical vision uh or a picture of like like how how do i start where do i plug in and it's just like what i'm trying to get at what you're saying is like there is no substitute for putting your feet on the ground with other people in a in a group to work toward some end there's a lot of people that are uh, interested in politics, mm. but may not have the time, energy, yep. or whatever to do as mm. much as some of the other ones. Yep. And it's also just recognizing your capacity, which I have a, a really hard time doing sometimes. Because you everywhere, yeah, uh, uh, honey. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and and it gets to me sometimes. Sometimes I get very exhausted from it of and course. burnt out. Um, and, and you don't want to do that. No. But recognize your capacity and recognize, like, what, what can I do? Okay, I'm not going to be able to door knock you know, uh, three hours every weekend to, uh, for like, you know, this homelessness measure, but something I can do is I can, you know, there's a, there's a homeless encampment across the street from my house. You know what? I'm just going to go over and give them like 20 bucks yeah. right? or I'm going to bake. Like there was a homeless encampment near my house and I was baking bread for my house. So I just baked, you know, bread yeah. for the homeless folks. And like, you fed them. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, the, you know, I went across the street to talk to them and asked them what they needed. And they were like, Oh, you know, we need socks. I gave them some of my old socks. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's little things you can do yeah. to, to help the world. And if you can't canvas a phone bank, if you can't phone bank, text bank, if you mm-hmm. can't text bank, go to your local campaign office for whatever, you know, when the pandemic's over and you know, they need you to count the, the little pamphlets yep, they have and right. put them in stacks of 50 and rubber band them and that's, put them in a bag. That's right. You can, you can, really have an impact and then you know you can what, have an impact wherever you are right. and don't forsake the small things like no you should call your elected officials and 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 you should advocate for things um if enough people do it consistently mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. will notice because they are you know elected officials are cowards uh, yeah. in many ways with yeah. their constituents if, yeah. if they're afraid they're going to lose their election they'll actually do do things it's like you know, uh, look at the Republicans not able to uh, to repeal Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got really close, yeah. uh, you know, but but, you know, that kind of thing, because people are, are at, active. But, you know, the, it, 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 there, there's so much that you can do that's that's very simple. The housing and urban developments uh, budget is like five percent of our military budget. Hmm. And there's, you know, five hundred thousand people that are homeless in our country that we know of, like yeah. that we actually have counted, which mm-hmm. is probably like well, well over a million. Mm-hmm. Like if people actually like paid attention to that and turn that energy they use to like flip, you know, a, a, a congressional seat. And then we're like, let's fucking like how's every homeless person you could actually get that done yeah, yeah, yeah you, you just yeah, gotta yeah. you just gotta like pick up the phone call you know go log on to you know go online and research like a group that you can get involved with mm-hmm. and just like just plug yourself into yeah, it that's and, right. and and find what capacity you have to help yeah and don't burn yourself out don't burn yourself out mm-hmm. do not burn yourself out it's okay to say no that's right. it's okay to take a day off it's okay to say not right now yeah mm-hmm. it's okay to say i am at capacity man i am that's exhausted right. that's right community building um with the talents you have where you are with the with the time and energy that you have what else how else should we be thinking of like the work that we must do we can't just we can't just die no uh, well you uh, that's a very good question i think i think it starts first off don't ever lose your sense of outrage don't let ever mm. normalize uh where we're at mm-hmm. don't don't accept things and then don't accept um half 
acidness. Yeah, half-ass solutions, right? Don't lose your sense of outrage. Don't 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 accept half-ass uh, solutions to to real problems that are making people suffer. Uh-huh. Um, I love this this idea that like. Uh, oh, we're going to upzone the west side of San Francisco and then we'll build enough housing and the homeless will not be homeless anymore. Like, like, don't, that's not going to fucking solve the problem. Yeah, that's like, right. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, right. don't just, don't just propose stuff to do stuff. But, but first off, you got to hold on to that yeah. because it's so Don't give up on your rage. Don't give up. Uh-huh. Hold self-righteous anger because if you, if you, if you let that fade away, then you lose your, your inspiration uh, for what we need to get done. Right? Ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, d- we really need to recognize the power of direct action huh. uh, a lot more um, of like, of like, like the other, other countries have this fucking down, like France, if, if France, like the, the prime minister sneezes in the wrong way, they're that's out right. in the street and they're like, fuck. And you. that's, that's your ass. Yeah. Like they, uh-huh. they, they won't fuck around. Look at Korea when they're, when they, there was corruption. Um, and I, I believe their prime minister, they, they like, Shut down the entire economy, and there was just corruption, just corruption in yeah, the government yeah, that yeah, was exposed. Yeah. They shut down their entire country mm. until she resigned. Mm. Trump, Trump was the most blatantly corrupt president, and I, all of them are fucking corrupt. But uh, he was the most blatantly corrupt president that we've had in a while. Yeah, well, was, I guess Bush actually, yeah, Bush yeah, is pretty shitty like, too. Yeah, come on, now. I know. Yeah, all right, I'm right. Well, they're all shitty. Yeah, right? they're all shitty. Super. Trump was just more in your face about it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. He's more gauche about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was the the grand illusion was broken with Trump, right? Which mm-hmm. was which was part of the the problem. Like, uh, are the kids out of cages right now? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. right. Um, but um, direct action, direct action, right? Like, in another country, Trump would have just been driven out of office when the economy shut down. Look what happened when the government was shut down and the flight attendants threatened to strike yep, and right. shut down our airports. Yep, they 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 were so quick to they figured that. it the fuck out. That yeah. was that Nancy couldn't get it done. Chuck couldn't get it done. Mitch couldn't get it done. Trump couldn't get it But they shut down those goddamn airports and oh, all of a the, sudden we'll figure it out. The fucking mm-hmm. flight attendants who are fucking great, great yeah, union, just one of the best unions. We need to understand our power. Yeah. Like, look at what the teachers do when they shut down the whole school system yeah, because they're not right. getting paid enough. Like, they know, like, that's what we need. Come on, and, West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That was the most, like, exciting moment one of the most exciting moments during the trump administration was yeah. when the west virginia and they did not get nearly as much coverage no. as they need to get but why but is so are you saying all this to say that like labor is going to play a crucial part even though there's not the same material base for labor as there was you know you know under fdr that you know got got us well got some of us a new deal like is labor going to play a, 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 like a, an extremely important part is that something we need to focus more on and understand better yes okay um they i don't know if they will play as much of a crucial part but they could if they wanted to sure and this goes up to labor leadership um because there's a there is a a disconnect between uh, depending on the union my union's great we have freaking amazing leadership for local 21 Mm -hmm. uh we're very progressive uh union but there are sometimes there is sometimes a disconnect between labor rank and file members Mm -hmm. and the priorities of their leadership Mm -hmm. because when you're involved in labor leadership you're involved in politics and politics is complicated and messy and hard to deal with and Mm -hmm. you some people with good intentions make bad decisions the state of california is a place where labor is is stronger and has a lot more influence and where we could push for things a little bit harder um, if we wanted to be a little bit more um, direct about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would what I would suggest to folks is if you are a member of a union, run for a leadership position mm-hmm. in, your, in your union. If mm-hmm. you share this ideology that like labor can have a sh- can do more strong arm stuff, mm-hmm. run to be on on your, your your union's executive board. Run to be a delegate, mm-hmm. voting delegate for your union. Run for those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we as a left, if we got more involved in our unions, could yeah. have a lot more. Well, we it. need more unions. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of success in san francisco we're we're gonna have to fight back against this like republican mod dem alliance that's been formed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. um you know so we're gonna have to hold our ground here i think a lot of that has to come from our, our ability to message out our values to uh-huh, folks uh-huh. um and and so that's got to be a big thing that we continue doing here locally is just uh-huh. messaging that no you know equity and justice are not problems don't right. don't let fear monger scare you away from those uh, statewide, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, in so in 2012, I think it was in 2012, the state legislature passed 
or no, we passed term limits to the state legislature, 12 year term limits. Mm-hmm. And so 2024 is coming up. So that whole class of state legislators Get will, will be, yeah, they'll be leaving. So we need to build political power in California to win assembly and state Senate seats. I think those are really important. How do we build a bench? How do, well, so we have till 2024. To, uh, Girl, that's right around the corner. I know. So right now we need to have leftists running for city council, for school board, mm-hmm. for mayor of their town. Mm-hmm. And we need to win local seats. Your county board of supervisors has so much power mm-hmm. and has so much money. Mm-hmm. Run for board of supervisors. It's rough. We need to be running folks with serious campaigns mm-hmm. for these seats. So when 2024 comes, we have a bench to work off of for the uh-huh. state legislature. How, do, how, does some, why, how would you even, how would someone... How how would someone even know if they're appropriate for elected office as a leftist? So and if, what leftist offices are ripe for political contestation? Oh yeah, so um, you get if you have twenty friends and you live in in a in a town um, or even a city, if you have twenty friends who are active and you want to run for city council of your city of like 30, 40, 50,000 people, right? Uh, you and those 20 friends can easily door knock an entire city council district and win it. And we had some, so our revolution Kern County one mm. uh, helped win um, a couple city council seats mm. in Solano. Uh, was it Solano? I don't remember where, but they, they did it just by door knocking by getting just behind a handful of candidates. Mm. And now they have control of the city. Huh? They, so they won those seats. Okay. Um, uh, so, so you and your friends can get together, plan out a you know campaign, plan out where you're gonna get money. Who would you? How would how would someone who maybe is has a very new understanding to that, like where would they go in order to learn how to plan out like a canvassing operation, a ground game for an election? Yeah, so there's a organization called Run for Something that provides a lot of resources and training. Is for that folks. for libs or is that for leftists? It, it's for everyone. Okay, Anyone okay. can do Run it. It's something. like Emerge. So Emerge is another program, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emerge California. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could sign up for Emerge. Emerge costs more money, but they teach you to fundraise. And uh, I, you know, like I said before, I used to work for Kimberly Ellis who ran the Emerge program. So I got to know a lot of Emerge folks. And, um, you know, they get a lot of libs in there. They get a lot of progressives in there a lot more progressives have been signed up for emerge since kimberly ran for chair mm-hmm. of the party uh which i think really really helped inspire a lot of folks but uh the program is amazing mm-hmm. um they they really get into the weeds of things for women mm-hmm. and if you have the capacity to go through that training program i i encourage you to to apply to go through the program mm-hmm. um emerge is also very selective they're going to pick people that have um that they feel would be good candidates. So like good relationship with their community, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, has some sort of expertise mm-hmm. that relates to it. And those are also things you should think about for yourself. So if you are, um, I don't know, very active in your church, very active in your, you know, uh, as a volunteer in your community, you have mm-hmm. a lot of good relationships with community leaders, maybe small businesses, stuff like that. If you have roots in your community mm-hmm. and a strong relationship in your community and you understand the issues in your community, mm-hmm. then you should consider running. Uh. If, if, but if you don't have any of those things, you should consider developing them. Get developing them yeah. and supporting someone else yeah. for that seat and gotcha. getting behind someone. So right now the state's getting uh, federal money for Medi-Cal, right? Which is Medicare for California. Yeah. Uh, I was on it as a kid. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be better, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Medicare, right? So yeah. that money's coming from the federal government. The state sends its own money to increase Medi-Cal. So the state actually invests in the Medi-Cal program. Yeah. So there's more people are covered, which is great. We're probably one of the best states as far as that goes, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, the bare minimum. Like yeah. we tolerate uh, poverty and suffering a little bit less than other states. Good job. Yeah, we did it just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we we have the shittiest eviction moratorium possible, but it, it's the only eviction moratorium any states passed. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, that's the California uh, California liberals love to be like, we're so great here. Like, yeah, we just tolerate suffering a little bit less. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what could happen in California? So right now, overall healthcare expenditures in California are uh, higher than it would cost to implement a single player program. Uh-huh. What we would do is through Obamacare, the state can actually apply for federal waivers that lets us take the money that's being spent on Medi- Medicare dash Medi-Cal, uh, sorry, uh, Medicare and Medicaid mm-hmm. and just get, instead of like actually paying people directly for those programs, we could actually just get that money and put it into a system. Via with, a block grant? Uh, it's kind of like a block grant. Uh-huh. Uh, it would just be like, yeah, like 
literally just money uh-huh, uh-huh. from the federal government. Um, I'm not certain the exact uh, vessel that that would come in, but it w- those dollars would be the state could use in a different way uh-huh. if we got this waiver. Mm-hmm. And then we could then decide to transition how people are getting their health care right now. So right now, you I don't know about you, but you know, for me, money comes out of my paycheck and then my employer pays into mm-hmm. Kaiser and then Kaiser, you know, and gives me healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you're blue, you know, blue shield, they do the same thing, you know, X amount goes to administrative administrating, and then you know, CEO gets this, and then they, you know, Kaiser then gets to go spend 290 million on naming rights to the Salesforce arena, like all that money goes into that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened instead is you wouldn't be paying into these for-profit healthcare systems, your your uh your business wouldn't be paying for it either, mm-hmm. or your your employer. It would then go into a nonprofit system that is run by the state. Huh. It would not be run by a private healthcare provider, oh, okay. which would save cost. Because right now, uh, these these healthcare companies are spending a lot on administration because yeah. they need Bloat. to pay people to deny you healthcare. That's right. But if 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 it's uh, literally everyone gets healthcare, you don't need full time staff to just tell people no, you can't healthcare. You don't need to invest in that money. Yeah. And part of the bill, uh, at least with SB 562, which was passed, which was introduced in 2017, would be there. W- part of it would be a program to help transition those administrative roles to mm-hmm. other roles to mm-hmm. help the system. Because if you're creating a state healthcare system, you're going to need staff for it, mm-hmm. and so you would transition those, give give those people options to leave their private healthcare providers and go work in. Uh, in the state government instead. So they just bill the state then for yeah. the care? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's... Okay. Your insurance card would change. Gotcha. It would go from, you know, Blue Shield or whatever mm-hmm. to state of California, uh, CalCare. Gotcha. Would be the... So so you would see the same doctors. You would be able to see the same dentists, yada, yada. You would pay less. You, How uh, much less? Uh, so... On average. Uh, so on average... So, so let's if we look at healthcare costs in the US versus the rest of the developed world we're paying uh 50 per, they're paying 50% less than we're paying yeah. right now. So it, you know when we look at healthcare costs um you usually look at it like several billion dollars in savings for the state um but you know it, when you get down to actually like what it would finally look like when it was implemented mm-hmm. you know the costs could vary mm-hmm. but we know from every single study done on this and every single other country that implements this that the cost savings would be phenomenal how do we but how do we guard what would you say to someone who has a question about how that could work when wouldn't just wouldn't you know like the john muir i'm just picking on them for whatever but like wouldn't they just start padding their billing to to make up for those savings like how do you how do you account for healthcare providers not you know just jacking rates up or you know padding their billing in order to get the money that we are saving you understand what i'm saying right right oh i mean you, you could do that legislatively just like like so, uh, uh-huh. like for example um uh, uh zuckerberg hospital general right mm-hmm. zuckerberg hospital they uh were doing like surprise billing right mm-hmm. uh you would be like you wouldn't know what it would cost until you got it sometimes my 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 medications like that it's mm-hmm. just like this is an estimate of what it's gonna cost like why can't you just tell me how much it's right. gonna fucking cost right. like just put your credit card information i'm like oh well, let's see how much they're actually gonna charge me it's like yeah. it, why is surprise billing existing right? right and the state legislature is working on legislation to end surprise billing which you know didn't work out but uh you could pass legislation putting setting the rates at a certain amount. Every new instance of having to come to the table for something that gives our opponents, our political opponents, the opportunity to crapify shit. So I'm saying like that you we couldn't account for cost containment in the original we bill. Could. Yeah, we totally could. Okay. It just depends on what the bill looks like when it, when it roll if it rolls out it's a big question uh-huh. and, and and rumor has it there will be a bill. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think the nurses This session? Would, yeah, I okay. don't think the nurses would have done that big uh, event last weekend uh-huh. if there wasn't a bill planned. Um, so, so rumor has it there will be a bill, and then we'll get to the nitty gritty about that stuff. But that's usually planned is is cost control uh-huh. and stuff like that. And so, what are we going to do when like Planned Parenthood lines up against us like they did before? Planned Parenthood, fucking, I don't know, the concerned yeah. vaginas of California, you know, like whatever, <laughs> like whoever it is that comes out against us. Like, how are we gonna? How do we? How do we do better this time than last time? Well, last time we got it through the state Senate, um, and then the Speaker of the Assembly tabled it, mm-hmm. Anthony Rendon. Then he got challenged twice by a left, well, someone from the left, and uh, she did fairly well considering she didn't have much money mm-hmm. uh, compared to him. I got like 45% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we need to do is um, make sure that we have that power built now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got it through the state Senate. Um, 
back in the Schwarzenegger days, the Democrats in the Assembly and the State Senate passed a single-payer bill twice. Yeah. It's possible to do. We're just going to need people to be engaged during the entire process. I see. So we going to have the fire-up ban and start canvassing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, we need to be creative about it. It can't just be, like, call our Assembly member. Like, we need to go out to people and be yeah. like— hey you lost your job due to covid yeah. and you don't have health insurance anymore right well we can fix that but yeah. i need you to call phil ting or i sure. need you to call david chu uh -huh. or scott wiener and all three of them mm -hmm. supported the bill last time mm -hmm. um which so i i i'm hoping that that we see that same support mm -hmm. before scott wiener actually gave a really good speech on it mm -hmm. uh it's a shame he didn't introduce one in 2019 since he has he could have but mm -hmm. he decided not to but um we need we need to mount a ground game we need to we need who's to be go, who's gonna who's gonna organize or lead this um, so the nurses have organizers that uh, us we usually work with. Okay. Um, for if San Francisco, mm -hmm. if you want to join the San Francisco Bernie Kratz Healthcare Committee, we meet. Uh, Come on, Bernie Kratz. I'm on the e-board thanks yeah. to Brandon's ridiculous ass <laughs> um, and Alvin and everyone else. Uh huh. Go ahead. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm the new chair of the healthcare committee. Yep. We're going to put a lot of work into this. Mm -hmm. And some of that work will be if, you know, David Shu, Scott Wiener and Phil Ting are supportive of the bill like they were last time, which I actually expect them to be. Uh, then we call, we'll do phone banking to other parts of the state and be like, Hey, your assembly member is not a co-author of this bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we need you to call them. And uh -huh. we did this. So we did this sort of organizing for uh, during Obamacare. Uh, I did a lot of phone banking to, um, Nevada uh -huh. and Arizona yep. and called them and told them like, yell at your Senator. And, uh, that was the first time that they tried to repeal it and it mm -hmm. stopped it in its tracks. Uh -huh. Uh, because we would just like call, tell them what's going on, and then be like, "Can I connect you with your senator?" You could just hit like press one to connect nice, there, nice. and we were able to stop Obamacare from being repealed that yeah. way just by calling Democrats. And so states. we have to, so we have to, we have to get the gang back together again, and maybe recruit some more people to to really mount a defense. Because um, it's not offense; it's going to be defense once you know fucking Kaiser and Blue Cross like dump five hundred million dollars against this and Planned Parenthood. They're going to like pink wash it, whatever. But we need to mount a ground game for right. this. Okay. And the ADEMs were a big part of that. And, yeah. And the you know we didn't do so well in San Francisco, but um, we did really well across the state. Can we? Is there is there an opportunity for us to reconstitute the different? fibrous kind of primary Sanders volunteer networks throughout the state to like reconstitute that for, um, for, you know, phone banking purposes yes. for text banking purposes, yes. because it can't just be San Francisco calling other people. It needs to be, you know, Inland Empire, LA, Northwoods, where I don't know the names of <laughs> these places in the state. You know what I mean? Like, is that is that something that we that we can start thinking about as SF Bernie Kratz and or other, you know, we we between you and Claire and fucking Jane, you like y'all know it, all the all the Bernie people or whatever in the state. Like, is that something we can start working on? Is like rewarming up those those relationships, that outreach, that contact, so that we can like not be caught flat footed and we can like we can get out in front of this and like build the people power for this. And I'm not saying that that's even going to be enough because this is a huge threat to a lot of people's profits in the state, but, but we have to, but so that we can take this, we can take our best shot at this. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're working um, with our revolution on this. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, then we're, the San Francisco burning Kratz is the San Francisco chapter of our revolution. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, uh, we're in touch with, uh, uh, we had a call. I missed last week because I had a migraine. Mm -hmm. uh, don't give us all. Don't give us all the plan on the mic because oh, no, we don't no. want our you, enemies. You can, you can to... hear this though because okay, we're okay. gonna have a meeting on it. Uh, but they are revolution groups across the state are meeting and mm -hmm. having conversations mm -hmm. and with national. Yeah. And the goal is to when a single payer bill gets released mm -hmm. is to use have a central statewide organizing on it. Gotcha. Um, and and yeah, I don't. I, it, this is all very public. We did this last time too, yeah. and we're just gonna go ham. Okay. And if this if the single payer initiative in California if it fails again, why will it fail? Like get like I'm trying to I'm tr I have my annoying like you know I work well, in tech whatever but like what if it if it fails like why will it fail? Oh, two reasons mm -hmm. uh, uh, that the insurance lobby and the healthcare lobby are extremely powerful and influential over mm -hmm. Democrats. Mm -hmm. Um, in our state, and can we get around that? Yeah, and then the other reason is we didn't organize well enough. Okay, those are those are the two reasons. It, it, it both if if either one happens, uh -huh. well, it'll fail. We are a one state, uh, a, or one, a party one party state. state. Yeah. And so controlling the one party that runs the state, if leftists control the one party that runs right. the state, then we have a lot of influence over sure. over um, 
over the elected. Sure, and sure. we need to be flexing that. We need to be willing to uh, to challenge the endorsement of bad Democrats across the state. I got you. We need to be willing to do that. I got you. And we need to run someone against them, even if you don't think you could beat them. These people- Get are, them on skates. Uh, people, Make their ass and sweat. The state Senate and the mm-hmm. state assembly, they are not used to being challenged. Yeah. They are not used to being challenged. Look what happened to Scott Wiener. Mm. He was so pro-police. Yeah. And then Jackie Fielder ran against him. And now he's like, he's like, uh, wh- what bill can I introduce now? What bill can I introduce? He got scared. The sh- he got scared to shit by her. Yeah. And if we'd been able to door knock, he probably, he could have lost. If we are successful in our effort of getting single payer in California, which will, which will not be easy. It'll be a Herculean task. We still have to try. The odds are stacked against us. We still have to try. So mm-hmm. we will, and you know, we'll give it our best. And if we are successful, please God, let us be successful. What do you hope the effect of it will be? That's a great question. Um, you know, a lot of the medic, so Canada, mm-hmm. uh, I, I forget which state it was, but it was one of their states passed single payer mm-hmm. and it was, it, it, it ended up just taking over the entire country mm-hmm. because it was popular. It did a really good job mm-hmm. and it just influenced and changed the entire narrative about how healthcare worked in that state, mm-hmm. in that country. My hope is that California New York, where there single payers being introduced, um, Washington State, where single payers. There's are being no tra- way Cuomo isn't going to blow a goddamn Tom, <laughs> uh, you know, mi- Hellfire drone missile through. Oh, for through sure. That. Uh-huh. But we we have multiple fronts we're fighting sure, this battle sure, on. Sure. If one and of we these have to states, try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If one of these states, um, the there's is it going to be is it going to be a domino effect like like just like you know how California is a bellwether state for many things. Is it is that is that what we're hoping will be the effect here? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm hoping. Okay. And we have the only governor out of other states who, um, and you know, you can you can question how much he is committed to this, but we have the only governor out of all those states who actually ran on a single player program. Newsom, yeah, but Newsom didn't mean it. He, I, that's what I'm saying. You okay. can question his sure, motivations, sure, sure, sure. but he, and this is so funny, he got into office and then immediately applied for the waivers to create a single payer program mm-hmm. from the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to call him on this fucking bluff. Yeah. Like, are you actually going to commit to this? And because he's facing a recall, mm-hmm. uh, he depended on the nurses union for his victory huh. in 2018. Mm-hmm. And now he, he, now he's looking and he's getting recalled from the right mm-hmm. and now he needs to to solidify his his allies mm-hmm. in order to make sure that he's not going to get recalled yep. and that means he has to have the people who voted for Bernie on his side huh he has we're to have We're not we're 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 not a non-factor we're we if he's smart mm-hmm. and he he's a smart guy Kind of, kind of. he makes dumb decisions but you know he wouldn't be where he was <laughs> yeah, today yeah. if he wasn't smart if he's a smart guy he'll recognize that like oh shit i need these bernie people on my side uh-huh. and you know even it, like and there's a single payer bill that's coming through and mm-hmm. i promise this mm-hmm. like i better get my shit together and support but does he are there enough unions in support of uh, the single payer effort that he has cover from like labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, saying? yeah, uh, labor's not going to be a problem. Is te- is tech going to be a problem or will they take the cost saving? You know what I mean? Like will Google and Apple like take the cost saving? Will that co- will that save them money or do they actually want to have this sort of Damocles over their employees heads for, you know, disciplinary <laughs> you know, factors? That's a good question. I'm not too certain mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Um it's also a question of like how we plan on on uh, what exactly is the funding mechanism that we'll use yeah, for yeah, it. So yeah, that's yeah. going to be the big. What question. is the funding mechanism? Well, so there were it? when they did the study for SB five sixty two, they looked at a couple different funding mechanisms, either through employers. Um, uh, they they looked at a sales tax, which is horrible, I yeah, think, because sales tax is inconsistent. Yeah. Well, it's also inconsistent. I mean, one way or another, you're going to have to have some sort of level of regressive tax mm-hmm. on it. I mean, you could do tiered based on your income, but one way or another, for a single payer system, you there's you can't really afford to do a single payer system with just depending on the wealthy no. like everyone's got to pay into it yeah. but uh the benefit of it is just is just phenomenal right yeah. everyone is going to have a cost savings so it depends i you know uh you could do a payroll tax uh-huh. uh could be what it is you could do uh, I, I think a sales tax is a really silly idea mm-hmm. uh, sales taxes are just super inconsistent we can't do like a land tax uh, land tax what like combination like land tax wealth tax um I don't know, maybe some small employer contribution, even though I think that makes it a little bit more vulnerable because then you'll have, that's one way to like, you know, get the 
you know, the the reactionary petite bourgeois, like, you're, ah. you're going to have to have employer comp. The, the employers will have to pay in one Some, way or another. Okay. Because right now they're paying into your current health, our current healthcare plan. So your employer yeah. puts money into it. So yeah. you're, you know, I think, I think the tax, it would make sense for the tax to come partially from the employer and partially from the employees mm-hmm. to make it a little bit more digestible for uh-huh. them. Uh-huh. But uh, if you're like, hey, employer, you're paying, you know, five hundred dollars a month for this employee to get health care. What if we gave it? You got you pay two hundred and fifty dollars a month instead, mm-hmm. and the employer, and they had really good health care. Yeah, they have really good health care. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is this going to be a problem? I don't see it being, but who knows? It you know, I'm I've been surprised plenty of times in politics. Yeah, of course. Uh, and sometimes people just oppose stuff just because it's good and yeah. will benefit people. Yeah, that's right. Which is we live in a fucked up country yeah, um that's right from there but um what's it going on this healthcare yeah we should get single payer passed <laughs> yeah yeah okay all right so that's that's where a lot of your and, and i will be joining you in this effort because we have to try and, um so. and just a little final note on that if it doesn't pass mm-hmm. there has to be consequences there, tell me what you mean by that we have to go ham on these fucking on primarying all these bitches primary the shit out of them and we need to win uh-huh. we have to win there it's, has to be a cost there has to be a cost people have to lose their seats yeah. over this yeah mm-hmm. and when we do when we take over twitter and get you know something trending mm-hmm. it really it really has a positive impact but it, 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 it the people who think that they can post their way to victory no you have to get out and talk to people that's right that's we right. need to have rallies De- posting should be deprioritized relative to canvassing phone banking door knocking what's gonna happen i think is is these these uh and what's continue happening now is these these countries are gonna get hit really heavily by climate change and it's gonna cause a a, a, huge political realignment yeah and it's gonna cause a huge migration yeah and it's it's really gonna upend the world order and that really scares me i'm a big octavia butler fan octavia butler yeah Yeah. oh yeah the parable books are some of my favorite Mm -hmm. books and Mm -hmm. i read them in 2015 yeah, so so everything is going to be upended by climate change. What we need to do now is uh, not only push to get to we we absolutely should be uh, pushing for zero emissions. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be like this whole like twenty fifty crap. Like we should be like as soon as possible That's the U.S. Right. because we're the biggest one of the biggest contributors to yeah. climate change. We have a responsibility to provide aid to these countries. You have to if you're going to have this has to be this is a global scale of coordination, and you have to give money to poor poor countries to get them off of fossil fossil yeah. fuels you must yeah and if a lot of these countries are industrializing i'm, I'm glad you 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 understand this yeah. oh, did you read on fire too Mm-mm. oh it's great naomi klein super great but bernie had the only climate change policy that directly that that actually uh acknowledged that this yeah. is going to happen right. so so the biggest thing that we need to do in the future is just be ready for this like mm-hmm. we have to be ready and mm-hmm. i just i i'm like so like oh my god we're not going to be ready because we keep procrastinating as a country on this shit we know we're not going to be ready because we've seen what the political response was to this pandemic yeah and so we know that they don't they don't do anything until it's too late and even then the response is piss ass week yeah where's so my we money not ready where's my two thousand dollars joe yeah right exactly. fucking god damn it <laughs> uh it's like the minimum wage is like oh we're gonna make it fifteen dollars an hour in five years like it should have been fifteen dollars yeah. an hour 15 years ago yeah that's right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like we're, we're really bad at this so so future i want to work on this climate change has to be like one of our number one focuses sure. for everything and anything that we do it's it's terrifying so that's that's uh, but after we get all past all that horrible stuff which mm-hmm. we're gonna get past we're gonna work together we're gonna mm-hmm. get past that um because you have to have hope if yeah. you give up hope and you just give in to to this where there's nothing you can't call yourself a leftist no. if you give up hope. that doesn't and that's not to say that you should be like pollyannish and just walking around smiling and just no like, oh everything's great nothing's bad no 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 but if you if you are going to call your in my opinion sorry I don't mean to rant but if you're going to call yourself a leftist that that necessarily means that you have an analysis and understanding of how power can be challenged in what ways to what ends and it is your duty to then exert to 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 embody that praxis to do that or like you can't just throw up your hands then don't call yourself a leftist call right. yourself a, a ancient bitch or something you know what i mean like you you must your analysis has to be it has to be it has to have some practical use for a concrete end if you are going to call yourself a love you right. cannot just give up hope you can be you can be cynical you kind of have to be and you can be like pissed off 
and it, you have to acknowledge the situation you're in. That's and, right. And acknowledge what needs to be done to that's fix right. it. That's right. And um, you have to like let's talk about practical. That's practical. Like 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 acknowledging where you're at mm-hmm. and then realizing that like, Oh fuck, there's so much work that needs to be done to yeah. get there. Yeah. But what I love about the green new deal is it acknowledges all of that. And then it's like, well, how do we benefit from this? Yeah. How do we benefit from just being in this God awful situation that mm-hmm. we're in? Mm-hmm. We could create so many jobs, mm-hmm. rebuild our entire country, mm-hmm. reforest our, cause we need to reforest. We need to get, Big thing in California, we need to get rid of all those eucalyptus trees, all those non-native trees, get mm-hmm. them the fuck out of here mm-hmm. and put native plants back in that can handle our, our droughts and our changes mm-hmm. and that eucalyptus trees blow up. Fires cause them to explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get rid of that shit. Just, just a little side note. <laughs> so we need to get through all that. We need to pass the Green New Deal. Um, that has got to be one of our biggest biggest things that we need to do and that's going to require direct action i think yeah. labor labor needs to play a part in that and and we need to acknowledge that's that. difficult though you saw how labor acted you saw how specifically the oil workers in southern california fought the green new which is rational because they don't want to be out of a job right but you can't have a green new deal without a jobs guarantee because of course you don't want you know oil and gas workers will not get behind it because they don't want to be out of a job which nobody wants to be out of a job You're right like, i understand that yeah 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 i yeah, get yeah. that so I I'm not fussing. So I didn't mean no, to yeah, make it yeah, sound yeah. like no, I was, no. But I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, mm-hmm. like we have to. It has to be everybody in. Nobody yeah, out. That's nobody right. out. That's and, right. And workers should to. not be punished. Yes. Um, as they unfortunately have been in like the coal industry, workers should not be punished for 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 helping us stave off climate catastrophe. Like yeah. they need to be taken care provisioned they live we live in a society that's like i would be like oh those oil workers as i'm putting gas in my car right exactly as i turn my lights on as i plug in my fucking tesla that's coal powered yeah i want those workers to be installing like hella dope solar panels making as much as they are now or even more with a great single payer program like that's that's what the future i want to see so that's the future i want to see i want to see well actually i would rather no one has a wage and all their needs are just met by a society that cares and loves about each other actually give me that star trek future right? that's right like, yeah just, we don't need i want money. luxury communism yeah yeah, yeah. When, if we're going to automate everything it should be for the benefit of everyone yeah. like if everything's going to be automated where robots are taking care of everything i don't want to work i want to spend all day hanging out with my dog and playing piano yeah, and like that's, right. that's, that's when i can hard. do music again yeah that's the future i can do music again so that's, that's right. actually that the future i want is that it's so good yeah. that i can finally do what i wanted to do sure. this entire time which yeah. is just be in a metal band yeah that's right <laughs> That's right, but that's in, all I want. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the your 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 vision of the future you want to ha- inhabit is all of your material needs are provisioned and provi- provisioned generously. You do not live uh, in fear the the way Giannis Varoufakis puts it. Like you don't live in the fear of terror, like terrors of poverty, of you know violence, of austerity, you know la la la. And you get to like vibe with your dog all day. Yeah. You get to play terrible heavy metal. It's only terrible because I'm saying that because I don't like heavy metal. But <laughs> you get to play heavy metal and like do drag. And yeah, like drink mimosas at Dolores Park and like, Boom. yeah, and you know, like catch some rays. Yeah, like I want to just enjoy my life, travel around the world. Right. Like, I love when I went to the intro to DSA meeting and the prompt question was like, if you didn't have to work, what would you do with your free time? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what would I do? What what kind of world could we live in where like we're not the value on us isn't placed on the work mm-hmm. we do, but is you know on what we enjoy and what we yeah. what we live and what kind of life we want to yeah, live? Absolutely, I want to live in that world. We're going to get single payer. We're going to get single payer. <laughs> That's the hope anyway. Um, if you're in California and you want to plug in somewhere to help out with this push, slide in my DMs and I can point you in the right direction. Okay. You know the deal. Help us assist out. Subscribe. Share with the homies. Uh, share with the foes. Maybe even share with some moderate hoes. Nah. You can share it with some moderate hoes if you want to. That's fine. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Uh, See you next week.